welcome to this presentation from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. We are located in the greater Los Angeles area at 9820 Lakewood Boulevard in Downey, California. We would love to have you worship with us any Saturday you are in our area. Good morning, everyone. Glad you're with us this morning. You know, some years ago, I was working in San Pedro, and I worked in a tall building. It was, uh, I think, nine stories tall. And we used to do regular fire drills in this building. And one time, they decided to make the fire drill more real. And what they did was they turned off the power during the fire drill. Now, that wasn't so bad when you were on the floor and you were headed over to the fire escape, um, the stairwell, because there was light coming in from the windows. But once you got into that stairwell, that was an internal stairwell, and there was no windows in there. And for some reason, the emergency lights didn't come on, and it was dark in there. I mean, the kind of dark where you can put your hand up in front of your face and you can't see anything. It was crazy dark. Now, people started getting pretty smart, and they started leaving the doors open at the stairwells to let a little bit of light in the stairs as we were going down. Um, but even that kind of went away, because part of the fire drill was to have somebody go through the floor and check all the offices and close the doors once they checked to make sure everybody was out. So as they closed all the doors on the floor, no light was coming into the floor anymore, and no light was coming into the stairwell. So... About halfway down this nine-story building, it was dark. Now, going down the stairs in the dark isn't all that challenging. You pretty quickly learn how many steps there were and then a landing and how many steps and a landing and how many steps and just down you went. Of course, we were all joking that I hope nobody falls because this is going to start like a domino effect, taking everybody down the stairs. But, you know, it was fine. We were getting down. Eventually, as you get down towards the bottom... There was a little short hallway that you went through, and it had a couple little jigs in the hallway, and then you got out to where uh, you stepped outside back into the light. And what a difference it was to step from the darkness and into the light, and you could feel the warmth of the sun, and you could see everything. Um, it was amazing after having been in darkness where you literally could not see anything, and stepping into the light. Today, we're talking about Beyond Thanksgiving. And what does that story have to do with Beyond Thanksgiving? And, and we're not talking about Beyond Thanksgiving because we're past Thanksgiving and on the calendar, we're beyond it. That's not what we're talking about today. But we're talking about what happens when you're living a thankful life and you're just kind of beyond Thanksgiving. What's that like? Because you may have noticed uh, my emphasis the past couple of years on being thankful. Um, I've really been concentrating on that and trying to be thankful and trying to be a lot more thankful. And I've talked about it some in my sermons because I reached a point where I realized I was kind of superficially thankful. I was thankful when something good happened to me, right? I was thankful when I could get a new car, when I got a raise at work, or when the kids were born. Basically, I was thankful when I felt God had been good to me. Gulp, right? 
that's kind of not where I wanted to be. But that's where I, I kind of realized I was. I was very superficially thankful. And it's easy to be thankful when good things happen to you. But the Bible tells us we need to be thankful all the time. And we've talked about that a lot, right? Nobody's thankful for the bad things that happen. Nobody's thankful for cancer or divorce. Well, maybe some are thankful for a divorce, but you know what I mean. Uh, we're not thankful for losing a job. We're not thankful for these bad things that happen to us. But we want to learn how to be thankful in spite of whatever bad things are happening to us. Finding something to be thankful for no matter what. doesn't take the difficulties away from our lives, but how do we be thankful no matter what? And I've really been working on that, and I really realized I haven't talked about what a difference this has made in my life. And the difference is amazing. It's like walking into the light from the darkness. It's just night and day difference. Right. And, and sometimes because as a Christian, we can feel that there's all these things that we need to do to be a good Christian. Right. We have to be thankful. We have to love our enemy or love our neighbor. We've got to uh, show love and mercy. We've got to forgive one another. There's a whole bunch of do's or don'ts in the big ten commandments. Right. Do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do this. Uh, we're supposed to praise and worship. We've got, we've got to remember to pray. Oh, we've got to have daily devotions and on and on and on the list goes. And it seems like it's so much. I can't do it all. And the one thing I've learned is that many of these things go together. And it sounds so simple when I say it now. But at the time, I had no concept of this. I guess I just didn't think about it enough. And maybe y'all are brighter than me, and I'll get a big, well, duh, from you. But this was pretty revolutionary to me, that these things go together. And when one of them improves, they all improve. I didn't understand that. So um, maybe this will help somebody well. And, and so today's sermon is going to be a bit of a testimonial. And maybe this is being a bit more transparent than you want or I need to be. But hopefully this will help someone else. We've just got a couple quick points to go through here. Number one, being thankful makes it easier to be thankful. <laughs> now, you might remember my favorite slogan, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, right? If you're a Mexican food place, the main thing is to do Mexican food well, right? If you're a tire shop, the main thing is to do tires well, right? Change tires efficiently and, and for a good price. You know, if you're a cleaning service, the main thing is to clean houses or offices well. Uh, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing and not get all off track trying to do all kinds of other things, right? If you want to be a musician, put in the effort and practice. If you want to be a professional athlete, practice, put in the effort. If you want to be a veterinarian, get an education and put in the effort. Uh, if you want to be an auto mechanic, get some experience and training and put in the effort. If you want to be a good parent, put in the effort. If you want to be a, a great Christian and a follower of Christ, you need to practice and put in the effort. See, when we think about these great names in the Bible, like Moses and Abraham and David and Daniel and Esther and Elijah and Samuel and Job and Paul and Peter and all these great names, it took practice and effort for these people to be great followers of God. 
It didn't just happen overnight. And sometimes it took decades and lots of hard times and lots of mistakes and lots of foul-ups, right? We forget about that sometimes. But you've got to put in the effort to be thankful. And when you do, you will find it's easier to be thankful. And I think this is true with nearly anything, right? If you're angry, it's easy to continue being angry. If you're happy, it's easy to continue being happy. If you're depressed or lonely or joyful or forgiving, it's easier to keep being those things. And it's definitely true for being thankful. You remember from your physics in school that once uh, an object is in motion, it's easier to keep it in motion. It takes more energy to make it change directions or to slow it down or to speed it up or to stop it. It's easiest to keep going on that same track. The same thing is true in our lives. And when I started working on this message, I wondered what kind of studies had been done on being thankful. Wow, what an amazing Google search that was. And about four hours later, I got back to working on this message. Um, but it turns out that this is relatively a new area of psychology. They've only been doing studies on this for about 20 years. Who knew I was so cutting edge? But anyway, um, here's a quote from Positive Psychology. And this happens to be for people in a relationship, uh, some kind of romantic relationship. But they also found this to be true for friends and other types of relationships, too. And they're talking about the gratitude that one person would express to another. This gratitude then motivates partners to behave in a similar responsive way. Like a snowball effect, the perception of the reciprocal behavior of the partner fosters more gratitude in the other partner as well. This results in the development of a positive cycle with an increase in both gratitude and caring behavior for both spouses. Did you catch that? When one person expresses gratitude or thankfulness towards the other, the second person is more grateful. And then the first person is more grateful because the second person is more grateful, and it, and it just keeps building. It's a snowball effect. Being thankful increases your level of thankfulness in your life. Not just because you are more thankful, but because people are thankful for you and they express that and are more thankful. It spreads faster than COVID. There's no 14-day incubation period, right? Being thankful makes it easier to be thankful because everyone around you is more thankful. Point number two, being thankful is a form of loving. Now, of course, we know the Bible talks extensively about loving one another, loving our neighbors, and even our enemies. And so here's a couple of Bible texts. These are probably familiar, but I wanted to just remind us of these. Take a moment and think about them. First one comes from John 13, 34 and 35. It says, Jesus is talking here. It says, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so that you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Matthew 5, 
verses 43 to 47. Again, Jesus is talking. He says, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Matthew 22, uh, verses 36 to 40 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law of the prophets hang on these two commands. You know, and that last line there, all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commands, should have been a clue to me, right? Once you start working on the thankfulness, the other stuff comes along with it because everything hangs on that. And again, this is crazy simple when you say it out loud. And some of you may be going, well, no, duh. But before this journey, that had never occurred to me. So I never said it out loud. Right? It's nearly impossible to be thankful for someone and not love them. How can you pray, Lord, I'm thankful for Dave and what he brings to the job, and then treat Dave like trash at work? That's just too inconsistent. You can't do that. Now, you can be in a state where you're trying to be thankful for someone and it's challenging, right? We've had those. For example, you might be trying to be thankful for your neighbor, but your neighbor doesn't have the same values that you have. You value a clean, neat front yard, and their yard's a hot mess. Trash everywhere, hasn't been mowed in months, it's half dead, bushes are taking over, and that's really frustrating. Or you might value peace and quiet at night, and your neighbor values loud music. That can be frustrating. Or maybe it's a smaller thing. You know, they like to work on their cars in the driveway, and that's fine. But they cuss at each other while they do it. And you'd really rather your kids didn't learn all those new exciting words, right? And so you can be frustrated with your neighbor, but you are trying to be thankful and love them. And you work on being thankful for them, even if they frustrate you. And as you do that, it becomes so much easier to love them. You may still have some frustrations. This doesn't make everything perfect, but it does make it easier. We go back to positive psychology and another quote from them in a study 2013. They went so far to say that gratitude is actually a form of love. Um, they're referring to another study here, and they say the study showed that grateful individuals experience more positive emotions, are more satisfied with life, and experience fewer negative emotions, including depression, anxiety, and envy. 
perhaps not surprisingly, more grateful people also tend to be more pro-socially oriented. They are more likely to be empathetic, forgiving, helpful, and supportive than those who are less grateful. They are more focused on a they are less focused, sorry, they are less focused on attaining materialistic goals. An interesting finding from uh, McCullough's study in 2002 was that those who showed more gratefulness also tended to be more spiritually and religiously minded. So much to cover there. Thankful people are more satisfied with life and feel less negative emotions. Thankful people are more empathetic, more forgiving, more helpful, more supportive. Grateful people are more spiritual and religiously minded. Why are these true? Because being thankful lifts those other parts of your life. You don't have to remember, oh, I got to remember to be forgiving. I got to remember to be merciful. I got to remember to be kind. When you are thankful, those other things just come along with it. Practice being thankful for people. God put them into your life for a reason. Some years ago, I read a story, and I can't remember all the details of it, but it was about a pastor who bought a house, finally was able to save up money and, and buy a very modest house um, in the neighborhood. But he was happy that he was not renting anymore. He was able to buy a house. And this was right about a time when one of the recessions happened. I think it was in the 90s. And house values just fell through the floor. And now he was upside down on his house, you know, he owed more on it than it was worth. He wanted to take another job and they couldn't sell their house. They couldn't move. And he was like, God, why did you do this to me? I worked so hard to save my money to be able to buy this house and have a little, um, nest egg, you know, have, have a little bit of, uh, value building up in my house. And, and now this, I've lost it all. God, why did you do this to me? And the pastor said he heard God answer that prayer as as loudly as he's ever heard anything in his life. And he very distinctly heard God say, maybe I didn't have you buy this house for its value. Maybe I had you buy this house for another reason. And that really kind of shook him to his core. And he wondered about that and, and wondered what was, you know, what was going on. And he realized that the people on this street mattered to God. It really mattered to him about these people. This pastor then took a moment and took some time to get to know the people on the street and to work with them, and to value them, and not just the value of his house, and help point those people to Jesus, because the people on the street mattered a whole lot more to Jesus than the value of the homes. God put these people into your life for a reason. 
Are you valuing them? Are you being thankful for them? Are you doing what you can do to help point them to Jesus? Number three, being thankful leads to praise and worship and adoration. Being thankful doesn't just help with the love, but with our praise too. We're probably familiar with the text from Psalms 100 verse 4, and it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now, remember that. What's it say here? Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. And enter his courts with what? Praise. Right? Remember the uh, Old Testament temple, or maybe even medieval castles that you've seen in movies or whatever. There's a big outer court where thousands and thousands of people could gather for meetings with the king, or in the case of the temple, for worship maybe. Um, but there was also a small room where the king sat. You know, when I say small, it was much smaller than the court. Uh, outer court, but it was still a good sized room, but it was a much smaller room and uh or it was the most holy place, and only a few people went in there. You see, enter his gates with thanksgiving that gets you into the outer court. Thanksgiving gets you into the outer court, but it doesn't get you in to see the king. See, if you want to get into the courtroom where the king is, you need some praise and worship as well. Into his courts with praise. But it all starts with thanks. How much easier is it to praise God when we are thankful, right? And I know it can be hard to praise and worship when we feel depressed or anxious, or sad, or whatever might be going on in our life. And it's much easier to worship when we feel better. But when we are thankful, we feel better. And it's much easier to praise and worship God, even when there are tough things going on in our life. Our thankfulness gets us in the door, into the court. But our praise and worship gets us in to see the king. And some of you might be saying, hey, no, it's a relationship with Jesus that gets you in. And, and that's true. But you can't praise and worship someone you don't know. Right? And, and I hope this helps you see how being thankful can completely transform your life. It's like stepping from the darkness into the light. And, and I, I just want to point out that I, I am not perfect at this. I haven't reached some magical state of perfection where I'm just thankful all the time and everything's rainbows and, and unicorns and happiness and joy. That's, I'm not there yet. Okay. Um, there's still plenty of things that happen in my life where my first reaction is not thankfulness. Right. Even sometimes little things, you know. You're sitting at the light, and the guy in front of you is so busy on his phone, he doesn't notice that the light turned green. And he's just sitting there playing on his phone instead of going, even though the light's green. My first thought is not, Jesus, thank you so much that this guy's playing on his phone instead of driving. 
right? Um, so I, I haven't reached the point of perfection yet. But even with the little bit of things that I've been able to improve, it's made a massive difference in my life. And I know this year has had its challenges. And for some of us, it's been tough to be thankful. We've lost jobs. Um, maybe we've lost people we know or love, friends, family. Um, we've lost businesses and, and it's been tough. And even if you haven't had any of those really catastrophic things, it's still just tough being home and locked up all the time. And we, we've had our challenges. I get it. I've had my challenges during this time as well. Maybe not as much as you did. Maybe more than you did. I don't know. But when I've concentrated on being thankful and being thankful for what I have and being thankful for the God that is with me, no matter what we're going through, it has made a massive, massive difference. So I just want to encourage you to continue to be thankful, to continue to work on it. And even though we're beyond Thanksgiving, we're moving into Christmas and 2021's just around the corner, continue to be thankful. Even during the times that are hard and difficult, it's worth it. It's what God has asked us to do, and it will help in all areas of our lives. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives, Lord. And help us to be thankful for the things that you are doing. So many times we, we concentrate on the, the one or two bad things that are happening in our lives, and we forget all about all the other good stuff, Lord. Help us to remember all the other good stuff. Lord, we're thankful for what you do. We're thankful, most of all, that you love us and that you care for us and that you never abandon us, Lord. That's a wonderful hope and promise that we have, Lord. We ask that you help us to remember to be more thankful. Prompt us to be more thankful. Lord, it's something that we want to work on. We want to be more like you. Help us to be able to point others to you as well. Be with us now, Lord, and bring us back again. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Have a good week. We hope you have been blessed by this message from the Downey Seventh-day Adventist Church. You can find more messages at www.downychurch.org. God bless.